Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, live from our iHeart Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, kind of a, a really weird weekend. I know, Tony, you had what? You had open practice, but hundreds of guys shut up. Yeah, we had our full ride party down at the Riverside Raceway winter set, and it was real good. Yeah, I mean, So we had- what, what attracted people? Just the... I had posted a picture of me, the t- <laughs> and that really got people excited. Okay. And it was kind of like a prison break for some, right? I mean, it was a weekend off. Yeah. Well, doing, you know what? We haven't had time. an haven't we haven't had an event since the Justin Brayton event, the Justin Brayton race. But which, the by the way, I will always remember. Uh, this was a great year for the the, the, the shootout. It truly was. It was yeah. great. Yeah, it was good. So we haven't anything since May. So it kind of starved them out, and they kind of showed up. They really showed up. It was good. We had you know a few hundred riders. Yeah. It was it was fun though. We had a band and and. Uh, we had uh, some music and some food and and uh, I bought a couple cases of a couple few hundred dollars worth of beer. Put in the truck. You said you had fireworks. Yeah, we had fireworks. Yeah, okay. it was good. That's always fun, right? What a way to blast off the season. We actually had a new supplier of fireworks that came that came to the racetrack and delivered them for us. And oh, it's part of their demo. Yeah, so I kind of double dipped on that. Nice. Deal. Got my. I actually had to buy them, but it was cheap. So my problem with your fireworks is they don't go high enough. I'm sorry to hear that for you, Scott. Yeah, but I do love your fireworks. I especially love the. How high do you want your fireworks to go up? 275 feet. Okay, well, you may have to go to China for that or Asia somewhere <laughs> to see that because my fireworks go about 150 feet, which yeah, is pretty high. It's it's. It's high. I just get tired of looking up quickly. <laughs> I see. What are the, um, the the mortars, right? The mortars, uh-huh. the yep. tubes. Uh-huh. I don't understand how they know to go up. Can you explain that to me? How those balls know to go up as opposed to anywhere else? Well, you put them in a tube, right? And they they that's if if they if you don't use the tube, they don't go up. Really? They just explode, and it's quite uh, quite the show. It's something. <laughs> Jack can can Jack can you please what are continue we listening that? to? What is this? Um, you mentioned having a band. Uh-huh. Well, this weekend, uh, my wife and I were invited to a wedding. Remember when we went to Jack and Leanne's wedding? I do. A couple skinny, vaguely, a couple skinny kids just mm-hmm. out in the town in Adel having fun. Well, this this guy that's singing right now is a uh, country music star, a young guy. His name is Royce Johns, and this is his first professionally produced album. Randy Travis's guitarist is on, on guitar. Uh, Willie Nelson's drummer, I think it is Willie Nelson's drummer, is providing providing percussion. But this is a song called Truck Stop Souvenirs. Is Willie Nelson's, uh, like, do you have to be high to be in his band? Or what's the deal with that? Well, you have no choice. Uh, when you're around Willie, you get stoned. I'll tell you a quick little story from Clint Black, okay? <laughs> so Clint says to me, he says, Scott, he says, I said, what, when, when was the first time you went on a big tour? And he said it was with Willie Nelson, okay? And I said, 
you went on tour with Willie Nelson. He said, yeah, I opened for Willie. Okay. I'm with you. We could we could drop the music. Um, so Clint says uh, he'd never met Willie like three dates into the tour. And here comes the tour manager, and he says, Willie wants to meet you. He says, you're doing a great job. Willie wants to meet you. He said, okay. So he went to Willie's bus, and the door magically opens, and out of the door comes a cloud of smoke. <laughs> and, I mean, it was thick, right? This is Clint talking. So he said. This is everybody's Willie Nelson story. No, 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 it isn't, because then he goes up the stairs, and afraid for his life and his larynx, his vocal cords, okay, he goes up into the interior of the bus, and there's coming out of the middle of the smoke like a vision was Willie Nelson. Here's the good news. Willie is now legal in seven states. And yeah. uh, and, and that's my guy. I've never met Willie Nelson. I've met so many of the others, but never met Willie Nelson. Uh, and to confirm that story was Leroy Van Dyke, your buddy, my buddy, mm-hmm. okay, the, the auctioneer. Sure. He knows that story to be true, and Clint Black has made millions of dollars enough where he doesn't need to lie. But he said Willie was kind of floating out of the smoke. So that's my Willie Nelson story. Anyway, best of luck to Royce, um, who's uh, done an outstanding job. He did not perform at his own wedding. Instead of staying for the dinner, we don't often do both the reception and the dinner, right? And, Jack, you know this. We did We did yours. We stayed at your wedding and reception, right? Yes, you did. Yeah, we had a great time, by the way. Who was the girl you married? Her name was... Uh, Leanne. Lysine. No, Leanne. Le- Leanne? Leanne? Um, if, you're, if you're not careful, she's going to shut off the internet. Yeah, she's a cute girl. The entire internet yeah. or just our portion? Just your portion. <laughs> just our feed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we, we end up going. Uh, I said to my wife, I said, what would you like to do? Because seldom do we get a weekend alone right. to do something together. It's very seldom. And uh, so I want to do something special, whatever she wants to do. She said, I want to stay Top house, downtown Des Moines, very tall building. Fancy. But we're, well, I think it is. Yeah, it's fancy. I mean, it's 12 bucks for a cocktail. Is that a lot? Yeah. Okay. So we go in, uh, we're sitting down, having a cocktail, and in walks. Now, I'm expecting Mark Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg, or any of the Wahlberg family, because they're all over Des Moines all throughout the weekend opening up their new, sh- new hamburger shop. Right. But it wasn't Mark Wahlberg. Who was it? Gene Simmons. What? From Kiss, the rock and roll band Kiss. Wow. uh, Who set records uh, around the world for not just sales, but he's 70 years old, Jack. He's what? 70 years old. Okay. But to look at him, you don't expect that. He gets up out of his chair to meet Susan, my wife. I could care less. I I mean, I've met enough celebrity in my life. I'm done. I'm up to here. Okay. But Susan is kind of selective. So Gene gets up and he says, would you like a picture? And Susan says, no. She said, this memory alone will be enough. And he comes over and hugs her. And he, with his big puffy black hair that's Mm -hmm. obviously been dyed, uh, comes over and she's very sweet, very nice to my wife. And that won me over as a fan. I've been a fan of the music for years. And I've been playing the music as a DJ forever, which he appreciated. He got that. Mm -hmm. But... When it came time to meet my four foot eight wife, and Gene is six foot three, it was such a um, a refreshing um, 
experience, okay, a, a refreshing experience that people actually can still be nice no matter the level of fame. I mentioned I've met his partner several times in Las Vegas, right. uh, Paul Stanley, and Paul said, uh, "And you know, you're going to love Gene, et cetera, et cetera." They own the LA Kiss, which is a uh, you know a football team, and I said at the end of the day, I said. I remember meeting Paul because he was so great. And he said, Paul who? <laughs> he, <laughs> he was teasing. Oh, us. I know he was teasing. I love that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we have your first guest on the phone. Oh, very good. Let's go to him. Uh, uh, Tony, you want to do the intro? Who, first of all, let's back up the truck. Who are some of the guests that we'll be experiencing on the program? Uh, we've got uh, Hayden Gillum scheduled to be on the show. I know, Jack, you're By the you're way, efforting. that was called Phil. Got it. Jack, you're efforting to, to reach uh, Hayden. We're, we're going to get him on also. We, we Andrew, got him. And, no, we don't. No, we don't. Um, also, Andrew Lee is going to be joining us, Danny Eslick, Corey Buttrick, and uh, your guest, Don, who's actually on the phone now from Crosley Radio. Oh, you know what? This is a tremendous story. I'm going to bring Don on now and let him tell uh, the history of Crosley, but I want these guys as an advertiser so bad, and here's why. Because what they do is they tell the story of our sport over the last 80 years of car racing, uh, developing product within and without our industry. And uh, he joins us now. Don, good, uh, good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Is it Don Radabaugh? Is that, is that fair uh, to say or Radabaugh? Yeah, Radabaugh usually, but I don't really care. I've heard it so many different ways. It doesn't matter. Well, tell us your Radabaugh. position with Crosley. Uh, public relations director. Okay, so PR guy, right? PR guy. Yeah. And and yeah. and so you have to know the history of the company you serve pretty intimately, right? Well, uh, let's just say I'm a student of the history. There you go. Company. I'm a history geek first and foremost, so I love history of any variety. And the Crosley story is one that's uh, pretty fascinating. At least I think it is one that reaches back to the 1920s and endures today. So yeah. Uh, I'm always uh, uh, studying it, and uh, I find it really pretty fascinating. Don Readabout joins us. Um, Don, talk to us about um, Crosley as an infant company. What was the company built to be in initially? Well, he, he, uh, Powell and Lewis Crosley were brothers who lived in Cincinnati. And Powell Crosley uh, was in the... Uh, auto parts business, the aftermarket business, okay. as cars were first coming to be, uh, he was shopping for a toy for his 11-year-old boy one day. His boy in 1920 wanted a wireless radio set. They were right. new, you know. How, how does this thing work without wires? It, it's amazing. <laughs> but he saw one for $135 in the store and said, wait a minute, that's way overpriced. That's a lot of money. I bet I bet I could build one for a lot cheaper and one that's a lot better. So he bought a 25-cent copy of the ABC of radio and proceeded to build his own. And then the mass production wheel in his head started churning and turning. And he figured out a way through his brother, Lewis, who was the engineer. He was Powell was the idea guy. Lewis was the guy who put pencil to paper and made it actually happen. But they started mass producing radios and got wildly successful doing it, uh, earning the tag, the Henry Ford of radio. They were the largest right. radio manufacturers in the world in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And, of course, they invented WLW, too, which is a station you're probably familiar with. You betcha. I mean, out of Louisville, Kentucky, that's what we're talking about. You guys came up with something in 2017, the Vinyl Rocket. But I want to get back to the exploration of the space of manufacturing. Uh, Crosley, 
uh, is by for many collectors uh, a, a product line that is first of all hard to find. Second of all, I don't know if you can afford it, but they are small cars. If you go to the JNP Cycle Museum in uh, uh, in in Anamosa, Iowa, and Tony, you and I saw these. Remember the little cars? No, those, those are Crosley cars. I don't remember. You that. don't remember them? Well, Tony, you have limited because of the 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 space in your head is all full. I wore bell helmets in the nineties. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but talk to us about that because you don't find a radio company, right? You don't find a radio company that that makes cars, and then on top well, of that, you don't find a radio company that makes cars that sponsors racers. And there are several motorcycle racers over the years, car racers that are in still that are still racing today that you guys are behind. Yeah, I mean it's 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 an interesting story. Paul Crosley, you know, they they mass produced the radio, but they did a lot of other things too. That's what they're most known for, but. They mass-produced the Shelvador, the first refrigerator with a shelf in the door, and it went, they couldn't build them fast enough. Right. Uh, they made the Crosley cars and trucks. They made Crosley airplanes. Um, they made parts and pieces for World War II, the proximity fuse. They mass-produced when the government needed to mass-produce the proximity fuse for World War II, which was the first smart bomb. They turned to Paul and Lewis Crosley. They, and Crosley could never get it out of his head. Uh, as, as he in the later years of the company, that he had to build a car, and so um, the car didn't go as successfully. Uh, it was a, it was before his time, small and economic, and and, and post World War II era when he started to build the Crosley cars. You know, uh, the economy was booming and gas was affordable again, and and people were looking at bigger and better. You know, uh, but the Crosley car uh, was a little bit before its time, but um, nonetheless. Uh, they, they produced it, and, and uh, <laughs> if he had, if he had did that about five, five, seven years later, it would have probably really, really well, went well. But, if, uh, even in the early seventies, when gas prices went through the roof, these are cars with a motorcycle size engine. Okay, so they were very economical to use to run, uh, and they were responsible. You could put two Crosleys in the space of one parking spot. And that, and, and that, <laughs> they, they are, are tiny little creatures. They are wonderful and highly collectible. Let's talk a little bit about um, what you guys are doing now, as far as why you still have the interest in supporting uh, racing at, at, at a variety of levels. Because, quite frankly, it's not cheap. No, I mean that all comes back to the CEO and chairman of Crosley today, uh, Bolomaster. Um, he loves racing, and so. And, and Crosley, you know, uh, the Phil or Phil, Paul and Lewis Crosley were were, uh, were into racing. In fact, a Crosley car won the first uh, twelve hours of Sebring in nineteen fifty. Um, but but Bo Lamassis loves racing. This, the current CEO, he was a motorcycle racer. Now he's a full time driver on the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series right. tour for a team he owns, the DGR Crosley team. Uh, he comes from a motorcycle background, so he has sponsored Brian Smith, an, an AMA champion. Uh, he will be sponsoring the NASCAR k East Race at Dover International Raceway, first weekend of October, the Crosley 125 coming our way. This guy loves racing, and, and he loves to tie the connection uh, between the, 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 the Crosley brothers uh, and racing and, and, and the whole industry. He, he just absolutely... It's not just racing. He loves the historical connection he now keeps and holds, and it's very important to him 
to carry on the legacy of the of the Crosley brothers, Powell and Lewis. Uh, if you walk through his office in Louisville, Kentucky, you can't go anywhere without seeing Powell and Lewis Crosley on the wall. He's really in tune to the sto- historical significance I love of the company as it dates back to the some of the first race cars and 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 the most current racing machines we see on the NASCAR trail today. Uh, He just loves it. Don Radebar, I guess, Crosley Radio, Crosley Racing. Um, So you've got to take this invitation, Don, to him, okay, to to take it to Bo. And this is one time we're going to go outside of our brand identification within motorcycle racing and put an invitation out there. I'll make it so cheap it'll make you sick. But I want Crosley on my show. After 15 years, I want Crosley on my show, and I will literally give it away because that's what Crosley means to me. Crosley's been a very significant part. If, if even kind of a, uh, an edge of the water, you know what I mean? Edge of the water's uh, a dweller. You guys have had significant impact on racing, on electronics, everything that we are in radio today. That's what we do. We're terrestrial first, uh, podcasting second. But I, I guarantee you, you won't say no to it once you hear what I got to offer. Will you call me tomorrow? Yes, sir. I, I With an offer like that out on the public table, uh, how would I refuse? <laughs> no, right? It's like being on a massage table saying, please don't touch me. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys had a, a record player that played up to 70 uh, seven inch records. I mean, there was there was a time when Crosley was not only setting the bar; it was it was actually outpacing the industry. And I think that's pretty cool because seventy seven inch records. Um, when it, you you guys could literally play both A and B sides. A lot of people don't realize what what kind of a difficult mechanism that that is. But you guys were able to get it done. So. You know, kudos to you guys. But, yeah, I'll look forward to hearing from you this week at, at your convenience, Don, as always. But um, I sure appreciate you taking the time to join us on the program to talk a little Crosley. You guys have some uh, very modern-looking product with just a hint at what I call the old and original days of radio, and I love the look. Yeah, it's a retro look uh, with, with new pieces and parts. It's, it's really cool stuff. And, of course, vinyl is big again too so it's huge and vinyl across yeah, send me a, can you send me a cr 300 or excuse me a cr 3003a i can sure as heck try yeah just go in the warehouse grab one put my name on it send it in the mail i'll be happy to accept it's it it's not Tom- a warehouse it's a distribution center i'm sorry in back mm, yeah <laughs> that's okay i got corrected a few times myself <laughs> tony is there anything you want you want headphones no, I'm Anything? good. I just, I just think it's cool you guys have been supporting flat track and and racing in general. And oh, it's, big time! It's uh, it's been a pleasure oh, having you on. Well, Dan. I mean, don't don't you guys sponsor our buddy show? Um, I'm, I'm hang on just a second. I'll get there. Uh, Barry Boone, right? Uh, you know, he, he, probably. I mean, both the masters supports racing on so many different levels, and yeah, the flat, the flat. I love those. Flat well, no, I, 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 you can go on and hear. Uh, versions of it recorded, but we lost Barry um, just a few right. years ago. But um, you know, Barry was—I think I knew the, him. The, the, knew the, him well. Did you? Okay, talking I motorcycles did. with Barry Boone—that was the name of the uh, show. Uh, the voice town for many of the motorcycle racing series we know and love, flat track and road racing, just to name a few. But um, you know, the, Barry did an outstandingly uh, outstanding job, in part because of Crosley Radio. You know, they, they well, gave him the wherewithal. 
Huh? Just a really, really good announcer. Oh, yeah. He, he pitched, pinched hit on some ARCA races. I come from the Automobile Racing Club of America 25 years there, and uh, I came across Barry Boone at some ARCA races, which he would uh, do some announcing. And he, I just thought he was so good. and He's smooth. And, and really, he, he really was. Yeah. He was a real pro. Don, my best to everybody there. Please do call me. My offer is genuine and real, and it'll be a long-term deal. You guys will love it, and we'll take care of you guys, okay? Well, we sure appreciate that. And thanks for having us on and your interest in Crosley, the brand, Crosley Radio, and all the things we do here. We love you guys. Racing the retro jukebox. You got it, buddy. Donnie, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank there we you. go. Don Radabout joins us on the program. Uh, Tony, there's been a bit of a change in our lineup. You want to uh, kind of update us, in, yeah, well, including me? We're, uh, we're struggling to get a hold of Hayden Gillum, but I'll tell you what we're going to do. We've got Jason Thomas up next, who's racing for the Babbitt's Monster Energy Kawasaki GNCC team. Kawasaki's going to make a big swing in GNCC next year, so this was kind of a warm-up year for them with Jason Thomas. Jason, unfortunately, uh, was injured with a knee sideline for good part of the season but the season is they're back in the swing of things and jason will be racing this weekend so, so. he had knee surgery right he, he didn't actually he just rehabbed it really from what i understand i don't, I don't well we'll sure. get into it with jason yeah. how about that sounds good you're good with that yeah okay and we'll talk a little bit more about the weekend that you had down at uh by the way i want to thank all the guys that came out to support you and your efforts i know how hard you work on that track i know your volunteers your family etc everybody works really hard but those that come through the gate that pay the fee uh, to come out and spend the weekend with you, that's pretty special, isn't it? It is. It's, uh, you know, nothing but raves from everybody, and that's that's the biggest thing, you know, that, that we can get. It's nice to have a big crowd, and it's nice to hopefully, you know, make some, some uh, property taxes, money, and that kind of thing, and not burn up your equipment for nothing. You know, hopefully it's rewarding. But the biggest thing is just everybody was just really raving about the track, and and uh, you know, high fiving us on the way out, saying this is really special, and we hope you do more of it. So, well, there's not there's not enough people in this state, in this country, that can come out to support my friend Tony Wink, his family for what they've done and what they will do. Because I guarantee it ain't it ain't over. It's just now starting. All right, big thanks to our friends at Crosley Radio. Look for them online, by the way, on Wikipedia. You can see some of the uh, evolutions of the company. Uh, over the years out of Louisville, Kentucky, but they are absolutely phenomenal company. Uh, check them out. We appreciate that. Donnie Radov, our guest, Hayden Gillen. We're still efforting the hookup there. Uh, coming up is Jason Thomas, unexpected guest, but a very welcome one. That's next on Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.